Welcome to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. This is Jessica. As you may or may not know, uh, Hemant is out of town. He heard that he had to watch Star Wars and fled the country, which <laughs> starts to feel personal after a while. So I am joined by my sometimes co-host. Hi, everyone. It's Anne Bellano here. Hi, Anne. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so um, we were going to just throw up some... Um, some interviews this week, and I think we still will, but I there's just some things that I thought we should talk about. And you know what? Damn it if I don't love drinking wine and gabbing with my friend Anne on the mic. It really is a good time. It Happy is. to be here. We're very excited about this. <laughs> we're full of sushi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we took that very seriously tonight. Yeah, we went to All You Can Eat Sushi, and <laughs> guess what? I can eat it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for those of you who have not listened to the episodes you've been on in the past... Would you like to give a small bio? It's short sure. For biography. All right. Well, my biography is all relative to Jessica, so <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know, we're here together. Um, Jessica and I used to work together. Um, and was my boss. I was, which is so weird to think it's about. Really weird. Um, but also, I'm a journalist, mm-hmm. um, freelance, so I travel and write as much as I can. What's your website? My website is annebolano.com, A-N-N-E-B-O-U-L-E-A-N-U.com. It's all of the vowels. I know. <laughs> oh, um, well. So will you give a brief overview of like some of your recent journalistic yeah. endeavors? Um, so I traveled through Southeast Asia for a couple months. Uh, this year I was in Laos, Vietnam, and the Philippines. Um, Philippines particularly is where I was doing some reporting. Um came back from that and a couple weeks later went to Rwanda for a bit and so I'm getting some of those stories published now and it was great yeah it was a great trip but she got a a great am I allowed to talk about yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) sure our journalist secret keepers yeah that's the thing we like to do most talk about the grant you got because it was I mean we like I lived through like you're you're like oh I just applied to this grant I definitely won't get it and I was like lol she definitely will (laughs) (laughs) and then I did you did have faith in me um so it was through uh the organization care and it it was um, a Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, sponsored trip, which was wonderful. Um, and so I went to Kigali with a congressional delegation um, and just, you know, went around the country there and interviewed people. And it was really wonderful. And we're sitting at a dinner and she's like, oh, I just feel like I'm not really living up to my potential. <laughs> Thanks, like, Jess. I don't know. You're in your 20s and you've done more than Off I've ever done the in my record. entire life. No, oh, I don't like that stuff. Nothing is off the record. <laughs> Perfect. Everything for this dumb podcast. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, so, and now I'm here, and happy Friday. Yeah, this is really what I would call the peak of your journalistic career. I, I enjoy it, so no, I'm happy to be super here. Fun. Yeah. Anna's drinking a canned Moscow Mule. Yeah, courtesy of Jess. Suspiciously clear. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking wine, Natch. Um, all right, so let's start off with a dumb story. Love that. There, uh, I don't know what to think about this. It's a lot. Okay. So um, the Lebanon School District in central Pennsylvania, so it's like west of Philly mm-hmm. from what I can tell, my, pencil ge- my Pennsylvania geography is not strong. <laughs> sure. It's between Shockingly. Philly and Pittsburgh-ish. Sure. Um, so um, this headline was sort of bonkers, but I want to like kind of lead you into it a little bit more. So, um, there's a 15 year old student named Juliana uh, Gundrum, which is an excellent name. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, a student at this school district, so she's 15, so probably freshman, sophomore ish. She said, if you don't smile in the hallways, there might be consequences. Um, that's threatening. 
Quote, if you don't smile, you get called to the office or down to see your guidance counselor. You have to talk what? about your problems then. You have to or you get detention. Wow. Yeah. Wait. So this is, oh my God, the most loosely related to atheism ever, but I just found this. That's crazy. This is a bananas story. And it gets weirder. So... So this is um, this is a report I read. So, uh, e- quote, even though smiling in the hallways is not a written rule at the school district, it is something that assistant high school principal Benjamin Wegner has taken upon himself to... How did I know it would be a guy? Because you've been in the world. <laughs> a little while, at least. Thanks for reading right now, Daddy. That's really cool of you. That's what that sounds like. will strike. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so he's... Benjamin Wenger has taken it upon himself to enforce this unspoken policy. The teachers who spoke to the Lebanon Daily News, which is this report that I'm reading, asked to remain anonymous for fear of retaliation. Wow, he's running a tight ship. Yeah. Um, Apparently, do you want to hear something else very cool about this principal? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's also been accused of throwing around... Sex toys in the office during school I hours. I knew that it would be something creepy, but I was not sure that sex toys would come into it. Along with, take the ride. Oh, no. Um, middle school principal Brad Reist. Reist, R-E-I-S-T. It's fine. And high school principal Jennifer Hassler. She's betrayed us. Wait, but they, they all are all, engaging in this? Yeah. They're, they're all, no, I'm sorry. These were the people who were accused of throwing around sex toys. Wait, Okay. Please elaborate on the throwing around sex toys. Oh, I can't. It was an aside in the article, and I did not do any more Okay, research. because honestly, <laughs> what I'm seeing is just like sex toys actually being thrown around the room, which is probably lighter than what it actually is. Well, you think that this is underselling how gross it was? Or you think I don't know. Well, the image I have in my head is just like this guy throwing vibrators around the oh, room. Oh, yeah, dildos were definitely in my Yeah, head. just like flying through the air. I wonder... I think that maybe okay. it was, you is know... Is there anything... Okay. Okay. Ready for this thought experiment? <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> is there anything that can can tradition? This is a lot for the top of the show. Can, can traditionally be considered a sex toy? That would be okay to throw. No. No. Like a blow up doll. That, no. No. That, that would worse still not be okay. Better than a dildo. Better. It's not explicitly usually used during sex. Those, I think, are more like, ha, 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 yeah, aren't we hilarious? Lady doing this. I mean, I think it's totally inappropriate. There should be... No, none of this is okay. No, we no, all know no. that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's back up and establish our uh, stance on this. Not okay. Yeah, so... Wait, I mean, so they're all involved, though? Is, is this like a... I don't know. It's all this ab- abuse? I, I don't know. Oh the thing is, they God. didn't frame it as abuse. They didn't frame it as, like... Well, I mean, so, okay, here's what, first of all, at, at the end of the story, and really the bulk of the story that the Lebanon Journal reported that was just about how bullying is a very real issue in this particular school district, it's, it's rampant, and they've made these, quote-unquote, like, efforts to try to reduce it, but what they're seeing is bullying is still happening, and then somebody's, like, somber walking down the hallway, and they get sent to the principal office. That's crazy. So... It's also a nice way to get vulnerable people into an office alone with an adult. Oh, you said that in a bad way. Because I was thinking, like, oh, I wonder if it's just them being prudent of, like, hey, depression is a thing and teen suicide is a thing and maybe we should be more aware. But 
A, I mean, even if this is what they intended to do, like, that's not what depression looks like. No. That's not what... what you can be chipper outwardly and yeah. not okay inside. Yeah, I feel like when I tell people I deal with depression, they're like, mm-hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> or like, oh, you experience anxiety? It's like, but you're so lively and yeah. you're so social. It's, well... It, yeah, well, I work very, very hard. Right, to like right. People. Stop sending me mean things. Um, so anyway, that just it's just a buck wild way to... That's really weird. Isn't that insane? Yeah, and probably not effective because what it causes people to do is fake it. Yeah, yep. yep, yep because yep. otherwise they get in trouble and get detention. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And this is... So this is reported by this young woman and her mom... But then apparently, I mean, they're anonymous, but it's teachers who are backing this up. So yeah, it's, oh, I, it's a it, very it sounds weird believable. story. Weird. Um, so I way wanna, to understand the youth. Like yeah, okay. So I want to dip over into some like all-time friendly atheist classics. Okay. Do you want to hear about Ken Ham or Pat Robertson first? Ah, oh, let's go, Pat Robertson. Okay, good. I don't know why good. <laughs> so, so Pat Robertson is a monster. Uh, yeah. So, um, with, so random anecdote. Um, normally, when I do research for this show, you know, Hammett will pull mostly from the um, from his blog, which is understandable because he did all that work already. <laughs> but I tried to not do that just because I want to bring something different to the table. Anyway, so but it takes me like two or three hours to do research just because I'm just trolling Facebook right. and, and Twitter and all that. And then yesterday I was doing research and I was like halfway through, I was like, oh, I can't find anything. And I was like, Hammond's gone. I can use his work. Perfect. So this is much easier this time around. Um, <laughs> so if I read things verbatim, it's definitely Hammond's writing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so Citation, right. Hammond. So, um, so the 700 Club, you know. Oh, do I ever. Late mm-hmm. night childhood watching just because really? nothing. No, because nothing else was on. Oh. And even then I was like, this guy doesn't seem right. No, he's not the best. So he read <laughs> a letter from a woman named Kathy. She had been sick. She prayed for healing and the problem went away. She was healed. Okay. Then problem came back. She said, quote, why would God heal you and then give the ailment back to you after you praised him for healing you? Yikes. What do you think Pat Robertson said? Um, pray harder. Somehow it's your fault. Oh my God. You got it like a little perfect <laughs> verbatim. <laughs> no, I, I'm just familiar with him. You know, so he's just talking about some random citations of the Bible. So does quote, so disease, you know, has a certain life to it. Some diseases, they're like animate creatures and they want to go back to the house where they live. And you have to fill that void with something. Oh and that's what the teaching was. You have to be filled with the spirit of God and that disease is gone. But you somehow welcome it back. It isn't God putting it back. The disease wants to come back and you receive it. So you have to begin to stand against these things. Wow. Can you imagine? It's... Honestly, there are some things still that just... It's like shocked but not surprised. Yeah. What a... Asshole? Yeah, what an asshole. But also it's this idea of like this this give and take that you have. It's like a vengeful God. And I mean that's but, exactly what they But preach. on this But this it's just so the hallmark, right? Is you have a problem, it's actually your fault. Now let me teach you how to fix it, and then when it comes back, it's still your yeah, fault. Yeah, because if it doesn't work you did something wrong. What, how did you So fuck you're this welcoming up? it back in your life through sin, through... It's, I mean, it, and it also makes illnesses like actual demons. 
Yes, and they can enter you. I mean, how similar is it to? I mean, how much is it exactly an abusive relationship of like, don't make me do this yeah. to you, don't make me hurt you, don't make me yell at you? Because that's and you can never you. fully please the partner enough. Because there's always something you've done wrong, right? Like, I think anybody who's dealt with whether it's a bad partner, or, like a bad boss, something even that like sure. relatively mild of like. You're so on edge of like, what did I do to mess up? And like, imagine, yeah, walking on eggshells all the time. Yeah, and imagine that transcending to your thoughts. Your th- right, and it's not even just about your actions, right? Because you can sin in your thoughts. Yeah, that's what always got me as a kid. Thought crime. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, Ooh. it's not great. So that sucks. He sure. I mean, he's he's really you know a hallmark of just. I just. I guess I. I don't understand how you can listen to this man say these things. And is it because it's not happening to you? It's happening to somebody else? So you're like, well, yeah, that person messed up. Whereas... Yeah, I think there's something comforting in that. Is like, well, it will never happen to me. That kind of thing. Because I do. Because I'm a good person or I will pray. Or actually, maybe I should buy his book. Ugh, gross. I mean, that's what it comes back to, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not... It's all not great, and it's all not it's all great. Bad. Yeah, I'd, I'd go, I'd go in on that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So moving on. So this was the wildest moment of my week. Um. Tell me all about it. <laughs> so you know who Ken Ham is, yeah? Yeah. Um. So Ken Ham is a famous um, Christian apologist. He's Australian. He started some. Oh God, which one was his? His wasn't the Creation Museum. His was the Ark Encounter. Is that the one? I think so. <laughs> he argued with Bill Nye. I don't know. They all went together. Anyway. <laughs> I just wish Ark Encounter were spelled with a K. Ark Encounter. That's all I want. Is uh, that so much to ask? A little yeah, bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Well, they're not going to listen to science. They're not going to listen to you, Anne. Ugh, fine. <laughs> you alone. Just like woman? a little wordplay. You're married. <laughs> I certainly would never. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Have you? I have a question. Have you yeah. ever been in a position that you're like kind of talking shit about somebody, and then that person overhears it? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, you know that feeling that you get in your tummy? Yeah, real bad. So, I inexplicably got this third third hand. Oh no. So. Um, <laughs> So in in early May, on May fourth, Hemant wrote about this Yale paper that um, that tracked a oh. link between um, people who believe in delusions, so telepathic communications, are dogmatic in their thinking, and are just religious fundamentalists, to people more likely to fall for fake news. Mm-hmm. Which I think, from you know our end of things, makes a lot of sense if you're definitely willing, if you're willing to listen to an authoritarian voice. <laughs> tell you something is true. You're yeah. not looking for it for yourself. If you're I mean, gullibility, I guess, although that's kind of sending out. And a level of paranoia that runs through both mm-hmm. delusions and fake news. So Evan wrote about this and he name checked Cam, Ken Ham mm-hmm. as like, he thinks that the answers are literally in Genesis in the Bible. Oh, answers in Genesis. That's his big thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like he only read the first chapter. I cannot He's just, show without that's it. here. Um, so he has this like, little internet show. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody sent him Hemant's blog post. Super famous. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> really on fame's it. doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> you have arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want to be 
abundantly clear. I had nothing to do with the writing of this paper. I was not involved in this at all. But as soon as they were talking about, like, friendly atheists, not so friendly, I had the feeling in my stomach of, like, I've been talking shit about this dog oh, for yeah. four years. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're like, shit, they finally listened. Oh, no. <laughs> dumb B I don't feel bad for anything I said like, but it I, still feels like being caught a it little it does feel like being yeah. caught you're like oh which, god we were gossiping and they finally like opened the door yeah, to listen which is yeah I don't know I don't know I guess again I, I, I don't want to say it like I feel guilty it's just like my natural like response yeah totally mechanism. it's defense yeah and, <laughs> and just like I forget that human beings listen to this show let alone human beings <laughs> like like Ken Ham who are people of quote unquote not like they're relatively sure. famous and to be like oh you know who yeah, yeah famous oh my god this is famous with uh, all the wrong people and though right this is the exact level of famous I want <laughs> no more <laughs> no higher than this Ken Ham talked about my co-host on his show and at one point that other Australian um, ate, uh, Christian sent me some pears have you heard that story. Pears? No. What? You haven't heard the story? No. Um, fuck, what's his name? Um, so I'm going to look it up because I cannot. It's the other Austra- Australian. It's the ban- Do you remember the banana, the atheist's worst, worst nightmare? No. Wait, really? <laughs> what? No. Okay, so the banana. I mean, listen, I'm up on religious news, but you host a weekly podcast. This is, so I, I, this I'm is not like as tuned in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then, yes, certainly not. Um, so essentially it's this dude whose name is, I put night mess instead of nightmare, please work. <laughs> Come on. Google. Ray Comfort. God, that's okay. Okay. So Ray Comfort, he did this thing called, look it up if you haven't seen it. It is buck wild. It's, he talks about how a banana disproves atheists. Like the fruit, just a banana. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. And he gives really sound logic. Let me tell you them. I've seen this video many times. Give me a few points. <laughs> um, because it's nutritious. Okay. Yeah. A, yeah. Because it comes in its own like packaging. Sure. Yeah. It it's has handy. A handle on it. Portable. Um, the number of ridges in a banana apparently match with the number of ridges in your hand when you do banana shape. You're not eating bananas fast enough if you're paying attention to how many <laughs> how many they, ridges there they are. Have color, so like green is too early, brown is too late, yellow is super yummy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the most important one is the shape your mouth makes is the same as a banana. See what? Did you see how my face was like? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's called science. And ever heard of it? Um, but anyway, so the, the, the backstory is that Ray Comfort made this egregiously bad movie that him and I watched and then <laughs> interviewed one of the actors who's an atheist. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Is he an atheist? I don't know. I have his number. I can text him. Oh, perfect. <laughs> he, uh. like, text me. We, we were, like, talking after we interviewed him, and he, like, texted me during my bachelorette party. He's like, did you hear about this? I'm like, I'm busy. I have a penis helmet on. But... <laughs> What is my dumb life? Okay, but anyway, so after we <laughs> after we released the podcast, tra- trashing his very bad movie, uh-huh. he sent me to Hammond to Hammond's home, sent but um but like addressed to me a bouquet of bananas. No, um. a really nice uh, fruit basket, thing, including. <laughs> And it wasn't so, so far when off. We worked together. You might have, 
my yeah. Levine, these very bin- these oh very my pairs, god but they're like really fancy pairs sure and the g- excellent pairs like 10 out of 10 would pair again <laughs> but that like that was his being nice to me which like yeah I'll eat that's your, super I'll, nice I'll eat were there pairs. bananas though in there the were mix. no bananas, but the bananas Smart, were, were tangential to the garbage that he was producing at that point. Okay, listen, all I'm going to remember is the And he the, also, the I think, claims that the banana thing was um, satire. Sure, after the fact. <laughs> exactly. Just kidding. So anyway, so okay, so back back to uh, Ken Ham. Um, so it's this little, sh- and it's like a very much your internet. What you see, you compare to like the Infowars aesthetic. Yeah, it's it looks exactly like that. If you have seen Alex Jones mm-hmm. sitting behind little half desk, yep. lots of blue and white. Mm-hmm. It's the the so, aesthetic is the same thing. So, and by the way, like, would you want a camera on us right now? No, God, no. We listen. We changed into sweats for this we immediately. Out of our, our human clothes <laughs> immediately. Um, no, I. And that's literally like on the air one time. I was like, should we like do an internet show? No, I don't no. want that. I don't. People, no. the shit people say about my voice. Can oh you imagine no! My dumb face Are you kidding? And then you're like doing your makeup on a, you know, to sit oh down and sit in front of a and then microphone. I'm too much makeup. Oh I'm yeah, totally. Makeup and people are gonna know about my weak chin. <laughs> like I've worked really hard to keep that secret. <laughs> Stupid show. Um, so anyway, so somebody apparently sent Hemant's blog over to um, our close personal right. friend Ken Ham. Right. Um, and I was really like, I don't know why this is me being dumb and annoying, but there was like a woman around my age who was like in the middle and she was clearly playing like the color commentator, which is my job. <laughs> and I was like, are you trying to be the Christian me? It made no there sense. There can only be one of us. Yeah. Okay. And even that's too many. <laughs> 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 um, so they have this like Oh, and the witty banter that they have. It is on fire. Truly just Truly the height. Truly on fire. Um, so Ken Ham started with, are you ready for this? A sick bird. Yes, I am. He's not a friendly atheist. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the wit. Um, and one of his reasons is, <laughs> this is so bad. He uses all sorts of swear words. He also oh, I saw that. Yes, yeah. He also at one point, like, I don't think I wrote this down, but I like G chatted him immediately. Like, I think Ken Ham just said you have porn on your site. What? And honestly, it's probably in the ads and like, oh dude, yeah, it's like, half porn. You got to make some money, cash, you know. <laughs> um, so, uh, so so those swear words, swear words, obviously. He is fake news. Nailed it. Oh, my God. Oh, this is my favorite. So Avery Foley is her name. Okay. I don't know. I'm just sad that... I just don't like when I have to yell at women. I know. But, I mean, you know... I'm trying to be good. Ugh, God. Um, Quote, obviously there aren't any non-religious people. Everyone has religious beliefs. Oh, I love this. The lack of something equals that there's something. Yeah, I get... Like, I think... Oh, God, sorry. I did that in the mic. I think they have that sort of thing of like, oh, well, you also have an opinion about God, so that's as religious as my opinion about God. Right. Which is no. not how any of that works. No, no, it's not really and, not. And so it's so they have, so it's honestly a solid maybe three minutes. You watched it, right? I Yeah, I watched parts of it, but I did want to talk to you about it, so I, ca- I wanted to keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
it's not three, three minutes of like dunking on Hammett. Like, yeah, oh, they really, really think that they that burns. they've they've got you cornered. Because really. they say th- what else do they say? Atheism is religion. If he's not religious, he wouldn't he wouldn't be talking about religious <laughs> topics all the time. And then Ken Ham says he's very dogmatic in this article, which oh means no, like it just doesn't mean anything. It is them saying. I know you are, but what am I? Yes, it's very much that. It's whataboutism. It's it, I'm rubber, you're glue, and it's yeah. And I think the um, the interesting. I, I think there's a, a few interesting things we hear a lot that they touch on in this. A that that atheism is dogmatic, which mm-hmm. like I suppose there is a realm that it could be, but I think that it's. Um, it's intellectually dishonest, I think, to say, because I think they're yeah. so sure about their belief in God that for somebody to disagree with them feels like an affront and therefore feels as aggressive against them, maybe? Is that the right way to say it? Yes, I think so, because <clears throat> they're evangelists, yes? Mm-hmm. So they want to evangelize and they want to convert people. Right. And, and so it. somebody having no opinion or disagreeing is more of like an affront to be like, well, I'm trying to save you supposedly. Clearly they want us all to burn in hell. Like, mm-hmm. all right. They're happy with that. But the idea is like, well, we're trying to save you. And so you atheists, you know, <laughs> you're just so loud about it that it feels it. like an affront, even though generally like, you, you know, I'm I'm chill with most people who have some sort of religious affiliation. Do you think you could draw a straight line between people who say, "Oh, you're dogmatic about your atheism," to people who talk about feminism as misandry? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's like if it's a Venn diagram, it's probably just a circle. But but I mean, like, just the the frame the frames of thinking of like. Oh, because you believe this mm-hmm. thing means you don't believe this thing. Does that make sense? I, or is that a stretch? Uh, no, I think that it's in the same realm. I think it's more like you believe something that I don't, and therefore you're crazy. Or like you are really... So why are you so intense about it? Mm-hmm. Like, well... Yeah. Um, what else did they say? God, my noise is itchy. Um yeah, and I think it's interesting when they're like, oh, well, how come they talk about religion all the time? Like, I don't know, because you guys are trying to rule the world. And you guys keep doing really weird stuff. And aggressively end the world with this whole, like, Middle East thing. Oh, can't wait to talk so about that. So that's sort of my reason. Yeah. Also, laws are a thing. Um, Ken Ham said he's an atheist. He's already rejected evidence. He's rejected the Bible, evidence. which is evidence. Oh, my... Um, Ken Ham. Oh, yeah, this is, oh, yeah, this is it. I very rarely go on a site. A lot of it, there's pornography and blasphemy. I very you, rarely go on it except for do, to do this. To do this. Not, oh, and he also does the thing about, like, 90%. This is one thing that I think is interesting. He's like, oh, they only attack Christians. They never attack Muslims, etc. Which uh, is, A, not true. And B, like... Y'all are the ones who think you own the country. Yeah, and also we're in the States, and so you talk about things more that are in the U.S. And come yeah. on, the fundies here are, you know. Well, the, the fundamentalists here are the norm as opposed to the exception, is, mm-hmm. is how I would put it. Mm. Like, y- y'all are the ones who are saying, like, you live in a Christian nation. Of 
course you're the ones who are affecting my life and thereby mm-hmm. the ones who I feel it's important to talk about and yeah. put light on. Like, yeah, we talk about Muslims and Mormons and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, we live in a Christian majority country yeah. and almost everybody in power is Christian and is not just happens to be Christian, but many of them are using their Christian beliefs to shape public policy, which does affect me. And so, yeah, I'm going to talk about you because like me having bodily autonomy is pretty important to me and my body. So I'm just going to go ahead and call you out on your garbage. As I think you should. I just remembered I brought br- bought brownie mix. We can make brownie <laughs> Good. I'm sorry, listeners. That. You're not invited. No, we're having but, a sleepover, yeah. y'all. We are, yeah. We have two podcasts to record We do, tonight. yeah. What? Okay, <laughs> can we talk about how we were like, let's have a sleepover, and it turned out to us doing a week of homework? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had to read three books and <laughs> research Gaza. We'll get there, folks. Because we... So I, I knew I wanted to do an episode of Fables, which, if if you're not aware, is the uh, bonus podcast that we do for uh, for Patreon listeners. Go to FinleyandThese.com. Or, nope. Don't go there. You God, can go you there can't you want. even. Hammond <sighs> knows that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Patreon.com <laughs> slash FinleyandThesePodcast. You donate a dollar. You get some uh, extra episodes of me doing this, mostly. Um, and so, and I were, like, talking about what we wanted to do, and then she went to Ghana, and we're like, oh, we have to push it back. And then we're like, we have a week. Let's read a children's book that we loved and it mm-hmm. turned into let's read one children's book we both liked uh-huh. I liked we'll get there but that book terrified me as a child so if you've read Vanicula I mean maybe revisit I it I cannot wait <laughs> you know, to, to talk, talk about, about this <laughs> alright later folks but, but then yeah. we also Anne read Island of the Blue Dolphins for the first time and yeah. I read Little House on the Prairie for the first time both of which are pretty grim fucking books. Uh, One more than the other. But yeah, so it was like Monday we had decided to do this. And by Thursday, I was like feeling up against the wall. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I had to do all the research for this. Yeah, you had more to do. And I had softball. (laughs) Nobody nobody asked me about softball I had to take the Metra. It was a big deal. You're very brave. Commuter train. It's insane. (laughs) Mikey does that. Every day. Well, when you work from home, it's like, oh my God, Walgreens is so far, let alone <laughs> going to another town. Oh God, sometimes you have to bring your dog outside. Ugh. <laughs> anyway, um, what uh, happened? The last thing, the, What's a, happened? A guy's named Bodie Hodge. B-O-D-I-E? Bodie? Yeah, Bodie. Bodie Hodge. God, like all-time names, y'all. <laughs> um, so apparently, because Hemant used the word lies a couple times in reference to mm-hmm. things that are untrue. Lies. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how that's been politicized to be like, God. should we call it falsehoods or misleading? You're like, it's just a lie. And I know that that's a harsh word, God, but like it's, the whole thing it's when true. Trump reverses his position on this thing he did. Like, You're like, oh, don't you mean he lied and was caught? And told the truth and was like, what? <laughs> you don't know. Um, so Bodie Hodge said, well, that's awful, Christian, of him. Because, in, because it's, <laughs> this is so dumb. It's all the Christian of him because he says the Bible says not to lie. He's borrowing from Christian morality. So, so this Anne. Is... <laughs> so, Anne. Yeah. Uh, you're a journalist. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, how important is truth to you? Very. Yeah. I'd uh, say very. Where did you learn to tell the truth? Just Oh, just Catholic asking. school. He's right. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Shit. No. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. Okay. 
here's here's something that just popped in from the recesses of my brain okay. that I have not thought about forever in terms of truth telling. Okay. So Catholic school, you go to confession once every month or something. I thought it was every week. No, we didn't. It was a rather, in terms of, good job, Jessica just threw a piece of paper into a garbage can yeah, and I it was like five feet away. When I'm done with them, because otherwise I get confused. Sure. Go ahead. Um, so we would have to go to confession. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at like age 10, you're like, my sins are, I yelled at my sister and I disrespected my parents <gasps> and whatever. But I was like, this list is getting too long. Here's a workaround. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to leave out a few okay. and then add in, and I lied so that yeah. it would cover the confession so that I could be like, I left out how much I started swearing early. I've been swearing like this since I was like eight. Girl, me too. Okay, so I would leave out like, I swore and also I stole something from my little brother and whatever. So I would lie in confession to blanket cover it. I know. Guess what? Wait until seventh grade where my teacher was like, if you lie in confession, it's a mortal sin (laughs) and you're going to hell. And I was like, well, I'm going to have to get to confession really soon. And did you? Yeah. I, I, but then what did I do? I, of course, chickened out and was just like, and I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Covering my previous lies. Like, I couldn't break the mindset of like, I'll figure out a way around uh, God on this one. I feel like that's my whole life, like finances, everything. Like, I'll figure it out later. I'll get there. I'll figure it out. I'm just going to put a Band-Aid on I it. I have not I'll thought get... about that in a very long time. <laughs> so yeah, my morality <laughs> in terms of truth-telling may not have come from Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> the time in That's which... <laughs> thank you. Thank um, you. Did you get confirmed? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one where you wear white dress? You wear white dresses a lot. <laughs> Baptism... Communion, confession, confirmation. Wait, you wear white dress in confession? Uh, for the first confession, yeah. Which okay. okay how old are you? And were you seven. confessing? Exactly. Okay, wait. Here is like the most and thing that I'm like. I always just feel like whenever there's something, I'm always like, God damn it! Like there's always like a side thing that doesn't go quite right. So it's confession. <laughs> I'm seven years old, and I'm like excited and nervous. And so the whole class, so- including the CCD kids, who you know stole my colored pencils. Central I see you out City there. Dump, that's what we I call see you them. out there. I'm still mad about those colored pencils. You stole them. Wait, um, did you grow up like North Suburbs? North yeah, North? I know. This is the worst thing that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody would leave my desk disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> so on the day of confession, you know, there's like a hundred of us Were you and five about priests. No, no, we took it very seriously. So though, they had the confessional booths, but there were only like three or four of them and too many kids. And so they had some people confess on the altar in plain sight. And it was just like a numbers game. And I was just counting like 15 people out. And I was like, no way, no way. And so my first confession, which is supposed to be a private moment in the dark, was like lit underneath a crucifix in front of an altar and the whole world. What it felt like to me was the whole world. And so they watched me. I don't know. Look him in in the eye. How weird would it be to watch a seven year old stepped on it? And like to watch seven year old children like hang their heads in shame while they're like, I disrespected my parents. My parents were were pretty cool and I don't think they were you know. But that's so (laughs) weird. I mean, you know, there you go. 
Oh my god! You know what? It's funny because I <laughs> just I, the weird shit that you accept is like that's normal, yeah, yeah, and then that's later, regular. yeah, because so I talk a lot in the show about um, that I grew up like culturally Catholic, mm-hmm. in so much that both my parents were raised Catholic. My they did not want to continue that particular strain onto sure. me and my brother. So I always like think I'm in with the because I grew up in you know southwestern suburbs, so it's like all Irish people and mm-hmm. like Italians, and so everybody was Catholic. Um, and it, it, sometimes I forget, like, oh, I don't know shit about Catholicism mm-hmm. or like the shit that goes along with it. I'm glad it's I never weird had to confess. and old and be, like. I think I would lie immediately upon confession. <laughs> like I, there's sometimes the that second I, you enter the booth. Yeah, I mean, oh, that was the first lie. How long it's been since your last confession? I started off right off the bat. <laughs> Bless me, Father Fryerson. It's been one month since my last confession. Just kidding. I was out sick that day and the day before. It's been a whole semester. You don't need to know. I mean, like, I... Also, I lied. Clear. (laughs) The thing is, like, I pay to go to therapy sometimes, and I have to stop myself from lying to my therapist. Yeah. Imagine the the Catholic guilt. It's ingrained in me to, like, protect myself at all (laughs) It's okay. Just I go into a I, dark booth and confess your sins to a, a stranger. It's I fine. tell your more sins. truths on this podcast to a bunch of fucking strangers that I do to like my my therapist. <laughs> you should just have your therapist listen. No. Like, can I pay you an extra hour no, for you to just I don't listen? Think she needs that in her life. Oh, okay. All right. All I right. love her. I should call her again. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me. I should call her again. <laughs> Knocks her empty wine glass into a microphone. I should call my therapist. So once in a while, she'll text her, and she's like, how are you doing? I'm like, okay. I'm all right. I'll come to you. So, um, heavier topic. We're going to talk about the Middle East. Okay. So, Anne, this is your time to shit. So so I've definitely talked about this on the show, that, like, I I think of myself as a bright person. I'm fairly well-read. I'm well-educated. The Middle East, writ large, is a big fucking gap in my <laughs> global understanding. It's just something that like, it's tough. It feels too overwhelming for me to yes. like attack at this point in my life. So I'm like, you know what? They don't know what's going on over there. I don't think anybody needs. Nobody's seeking out my no, opinion. It's on like this. Jessica, what do you think? <laughs> finally, finally, Jessica's here. <laughs> She's the missing link. <laughs> these days no it's 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 tough yeah um the key to middle east peace sits before us so before we get to um the new u.s embassy which what a shit show hey i thought there was gonna be a short episode we've been talking for 40 minutes already whoops a doodle so half of evangelicals support israel because they believe it is important for fulfilling end times Prophecy. This is by uh, Philip Bump for Washington Post. Philip Bump. I love names. Yeah, That's me too. Thing about like you do. You you g chat me names all the time. You're like, isn't that a funny name? I'm like, I don't know. Okay. Well, to be fair, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading a or I'm proof. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not interesting. It's it's fine. But, but also, Anne won't uh, entertain me. And I'm be like, sorry. I name. I have a weird last name, so I'm not offended. But I'm like, I see this as normal. My last names are Bloomkey and Grave. I don't know what to tell you. I also have not great names. They're short. They are short. Easily and, spellable. Are they though? Yeah, not according to. Everybody I've met. Anyway, oh, hey, terrible. what are we doing? Okay. 
Oh, yeah, Israel. I'm glad we made this about ourselves for a minute. Sure, sure, sure. So um, <laughs> so this is a quote from um, Elizabeth Oldmixon, mm-hmm. who is a professor at the University of North Texas. She said, quote, The tenet of Christian Zionism is that God's promise of the Holy Land to the Jews is eternal, not just something in antiquity. When we talk about the Holy Land, God's promise for the Holy Land, we're talking about real estate on both sides of the Jordan River. So the sense of a greater Israel and expansionism is really important to this community. Jerusalem is just central to that. It's viewed as historical and as a historical and biblical capital. So with the, I think that is more or less mm-hmm. clear, right? Yeah. I don't know. I was reading yes. this with the, the missing thing, though, is there is, and so why are you so interested if you're not Jewish? Oh, wait. Because when all the Jews find their home in Israel, mm-hmm. it's time for the apocalypse, y'all. So and they are psyched about it. They're really into the idea of the apocalypse, which I'm just trying to put off for as long as possible. Yeah, I would like to go ahead and back burner that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I want to be long dead. Busy this week, you know, a lot going on. So, in December, Lifeway Research conducted a poll evaluating the views of evangelical Americans on issues related to Israel and the politics of the Middle East. Among the questions was one about the biblical promise of the Holy Land to Abraham and his descendants. Two thirds of respondents strongly agreed that the promise was an eternal one from God. Jerusalem, no take backs. Uh, quote, this is from... Oh, okay. So so essentially what we're saying is, yeah, you kind of nailed it. The, the end times get triggered when the Jews retake their homeland. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's the general idea. I'm so afraid to talk on this topic because I feel like there's a million ways that I can fuck it up. Well, I think that that's... You know, that's that's the entry point. And then, right, because then there are all these pastors speaking about this who also say anti-Semitic things. And so that's the missing thing, though, to be right. like, so why are you so pro-Israel in I this think. regard? It's because right. it's ultimately self-serving because they want to get to right. the apocalypse. So Robert Jeffries, who's the pastor of the First <clears throat> uh, Baptist Church of Dallas, mm-hmm. who was invited, oh, I, we're going to get to that, but I'm just, I cannot with the people that Trump surrounds himself with. It's really incredible. It's astounding. Um, so he said, quote, Jerusalem has been the object of affection for both Jews and Christians down through history and the touchstone of prophecy, he told CNN last year. But <clears throat> most importantly, God gave Jerusalem and the rest of the Holy Land to the Jewish people. Um, this article says it's also worth picking out that another part of what Jeffrey said to CNN, Jerusalem, he said, is the touchstone of prophecy. The prophecy is that the, bi- prophecy is that the biblical prophecy of the return of Jesus Christ and the beginning of the rapture, the end times, comes when that happens. So, like... It's so a means to an end, right? It's like, well, we want to help you, entire country, but really so that... Uh, we can usher in the end times. And then if at that point you feel like converting, that's great. If not, you're going to hell. So I'm trying to think of the sort of... So year, not that many, maybe eight years ago, I watched a, a documentary, and I wish I I'll have to look it up to remember what it was called. But it was about a sect of Christians who not just like believe in the end times, but believe the end times were happening like Nowski. And <laughs> okay. We're, like you said, thrilled about it. Right. And I, this I will remember for the rest of my life. There's a 14-year-old girl who was saying, 
Well, I was really excited to get my driver's license and go to high school, but you know, I probably won't live to see it. <laughs> oh my god! And like, n- it just stuck to me of like this this like quiet resignation in her voice of like, yeah, well, this right. Is just- it's like, well, it's terminal. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, now she's probably like 25, so I hope that she <laughs> has at least driven. Driven? Gone <laughs> to high school. I know. It's just hard. It's just so beyond my, my realm of understanding. And again, maybe it's because I never was religious, mm-hmm. but I get objectively, okay, the end times mean Jesus Christ returns, people are saved, but, but they know. Okay. Say... Like, say I, I have a friend who is a Christian who believes very firmly that, you know, the rapture is coming. Mm-hmm. Or Is that the same thing? It's, yeah. Okay, thank you. Sorry. I'm not dumb. I just don't know things sometimes. That's okay. Um, so my friend, who I consider a close personal friend, is Christian, believes the rapture is coming, is looking forward to it, knowing that she, this hypothetical, this is honestly hypothetical. I, I don't think I don't I, have, she doesn't have any friends, so... <laughs> How dare you? If you guys knew how easily Jessica makes friends, you would have said the same thing. It's like the only person over 30 who's like, making friends is easy. It's, I mean, if you just talk to strangers. Okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. So your hypothetical friend. My hypothetical friend, so knows that the end times are coming and knows that that necessarily means I'm going to be... Toast. Obliterated? Obliterated forever. No, I said obliterated. I'm going to stand with it. I heard it. And that's cool. I know. This this is a weird thing because it's like I don't want them trying to convert me. No. But maybe you you should be trying really hard because if if we're friends and you think I'm going to go to hell... Well, but like we still have lunch sometimes. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, weird. said something interesting on that point of like, if you genuinely believe that you are saving my everlasting soul, like why are you trying harder? Right. Put it a little at time, little effort. Yeah. Um, but also don't, I don't want to hear it. Exactly. So it's that we right. <laughs> like, I'm grateful on my behalf. Right. But I, I'm being, I'm a little so skeptical anyway. about you now. So anyway, half evangelicals are just trying to get that uh, that world ended. Yeah. Um, missed. Are you ready for the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem? Oh, am I? And did research because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and go ahead and talk about what the uh, ramifications of the U.S. Embassy being moved to uh, Israel is. Well, it's not great. <laughs> um, All right, thank you for listening to our show. You <laughs> <laughs> can just wrap it up. Um, so for the past several weeks, there have been protests already um, in Gaza. Um, they happen regularly, but this one is in recognition of Nakba, which is the 1948 um, exodus of Palestine, um, in which uh, 700,000, I believe, uh, Palestinians were either forced to leave or fled their land. And this was the same year that uh, the U.S. recognized Israel as a state. So... These protests in commemoration of that lined up because apparently nobody can read a calendar to at least try to minimize Mm -hmm. events as much as possible, uh, lined up with the embassy opening. So they moved it from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Uh, And what are the ramifications of that? So 
Jerusalem is is like the end state question. It's like the last thing that generally people regard as should be negotiated on. If you want to have a two-state solution or some other sort of solution, both Palestinians and Israelis, Muslims and Jews, believe that they have the right to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Palestinians claim East Jerusalem. uh, Jews claim all of Jerusalem. This is like what you want to talk about when you're like, we've settled this, we've settled this, we've settled this, we're so far into this peace process now that, okay, we finally have to tackle this. Mm. By recognizing Jerusalem as the capital with the embassy there, the United States has not only made a giant statement about where we and the world stands, but they it's also a stupid negotiating practice because then you've basically removed this chip Mm-hmm. that why would the Palestinians now want to negotiate if they're like, well, you've already given away our capital. Hmm. So there are a few dynamics there. Um, 60 people have died during these protests. Um, Palestinians are throwing rocks at Israeli soldiers and they're firing back with live fire and killing people. Um, it has definitely abated at this point. Um, but I mean... but. It has. It was heightened for sure. At least by it's really bad. People being killed, like an eight-month-old child. I know. So, or it's just it's terrible, and the conditions that they live in are are really terrible. It's some of the most densely populated areas on Earth. Um, and it's dirty water. No. Their airport is shut down because it's just crumbling. The ports are closed. They don't have a port. It's seaside, and yet they don't have access to that water. Um, no jobs, etc. Um, so though, in the midst of all of this, <laughs> Trump moves the embassy to Jerusalem and he brings a good old cast of characters over there, sends over the best. First of all, he's like Jews. Who do I know? Oh, right. My son daughter and son-in-law. They go, they send Steve, Steve Mnookin, which is like the most hilarious tack on. They're like, oh, right. Okay. Send him treasury department. Yeah. Why not? Send him. That's adjacent. Sure. Seems relevant. Um, but the pastors that they brought with them to open this. Oof. Oh, Oofa, yeah. John Hagee and Robert Jeffress. Oh, it's Jeffress? I thought it Jeffries? Jeffries? I, I don't know. We don't know. Um, and you know what? doesn't matter. He's... We'll just call him RJ. Yeah, yeah so. he's terrible. So this cast of characters is like... <sighs> both of these people have said terrible things just throughout the course of their careers. Yep, I've got a list. Jeffries has said, Islam and Mormonism are, quote, heresies from the pits of hell. Mm -hmm. Catholic Church was led astray by Satan. Mm -hmm. Vintage. I mean, making fun of Catholics, amazing. Um, That's the thing. I've been talking about that a lot of, like... I I love it. I forgot that people didn't like Catholics for such a long time. And just, like, as somebody who's raised Catholic, I'm like, I mean... Okay. I didn't Fine. know. God, speaking of my dumb religious upbringing, I didn't know Catholicism and Christianity were different for like, I don't know, up until probably I was in college. Right. Because it didn't matter. Like, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Jeffries also said Judaism. You can't be saved for being a Jew. You know yep. who said that, by the way? The three greatest Jews in the New Testament. Peter, Paul, and Jesus Christ. <laughs> I never saw the back Judaism. half of that. <laughs> they all said, there's more. They all said Judaism won't do it. It's faith in Jesus Christ, which, <sighs> cool. Okay. Um, yeah, Jews do, going to hell. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
No, I think I might be restating one you said, but not only do religions like Mormonism, Islam, Judaism, Hinduism, not only do they lead people away from the true God, they lead people to an eternity of separation from God and hell. Okay, so say what you will about atheists, and like, listen, I'm not our biggest fan sometimes. (laughs) They say mean things to me on Twitter. (laughs) But God, I've never been like, hey, all people who don't believe exactly what I believe, you're going to spend eternity in the fiery pits of hell. So good luck It's, with that. it's incredible, right? The worst I wish upon somebody is death, you know? Yeah. And they're like, well, after that, I'd really like you to burn in hell for eternity. He okay. said, oh, have you, did, have you heard about his, like, uh, city library campaign no. that he did? <sighs> no. So 1998, he refused to return two books about children with gay parents to, to oh, I don't know what city is. Wow, what a, a hero. He said he was trying to protect children because homosexuality causes, quote, the deaths of ten, tens of thousands every year through AIDS. You know, science. Wow, and what a stand to take, really. Oh, so brave. To oh, be like, so okay, well, you're going to owe us $30, sir. Ugh. What a nightmare human. I don't know. Mitt Romney was super pissed. He tweeted about it. Mm-hmm. Mitt yeah, Romney's he did. really like repainting himself as like a nice centrist, isn't he? Well, uh, yeah, history. Now we are looking at him that way. And then he'll say something like, oh, right. But now he's running for Senate. Okay. I mean, but don't you think like the Mitt Romney's, <sighs> okay. the John McCain's harken back to a time where it's like, yeah, no, I definitely believe that I don't believe in conservative values. Mm-hmm. I think they are generally anti-women and anti-poor people in general. But I don't think Mitt Romney hated them. I think he was arrogant about it. I I mean, right. I am diametrically opposed to everything he stands for and believes in, but there is something to be said about like, but he... Yeah, even during the 2012 campaign, I was like, I am opposed to everything you stand for. But... Okay, like I, I can see why you have appeal. You yeah. do, you do seem to be like an it's intelligent handsome, person who actually does have beliefs. Yeah. Um, but also secretly likes healthcare. You know. Oh, yeah. So I yeah, I mean, even. like, like really, I, I never. You're, you're the governor of Massachusetts, and you're like, oh, national healthcare sucks. Like, okay. I know. Super cool. Yeah. So right, I have. I, very different feelings about him and John McCain versus the shit we've got now. Yeah. So, yeah, and if he comes out as a moderating voice, speaking out against this, because he really didn't need to have... He did not have to do that No, for I this. thought he was going to disappear from from uh, public life, more or less. Yeah. I mean, but even, Or, no, I mean, even in terms of this and, and the embassy oh, opening, this is something he could have just let go by. Yes. And, yes, it attacked Mormonism, so, of course, that's close to him, but, you know, <laughs> politicking-wise, he could have let this one go by, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, he, nobody would have been like, mm-hmm. we need no. take from Romney on this. <laughs> right. Do you, okay, just a quick sidebar. Talking about, like, the 2016 field, do you think maybe your Jeb Bush's or something sort of occupy that similar spot of a John McCain or mm-hmm. a or a Mitt Romney. But, like, I would argue Ted Cruz doesn't. Like, the frontrunners no. didn't. Ted Cruz doesn't. Marco no. Rubio's the fucking pits. He's so terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, he's the worst. Just uh, an empty suit. Oh, the, the absolute definition of He is of the epitome suit. of, like, he's a Washington spineless, spineless politician. Yeah. Um, but, like, Chris Christie is a garbage monster. No. Yeah, like, it was just Jeb. Jeff? Exclamation point. Sad face. Yeah. <laughs> Heb. Heb. Sad face. Yeah. <laughs> but like, are we out of, like, who, who would be the, like, say, all of our 
prayers to Satan come true and uh, Trump does not run for a second term, okay. which I believe he already is. Day and one, running, Steve like, Bannon filed the papers on January 20th. <sighs> God, I cannot. Okay. Um, but is there somebody in that party right now who can take up the banner and be appealing to people to say like, say like a Romney Clinton voter, right? Somebody who voted Uh, for Romney and voted for Clinton because Trump is a garbage monster. No, it's that part of the Republican Party does really appear to be dead and it's really bad. And that's why I think John McCain passing away at this point, you know, she hasn't yet. As of this no, recording. but he's he asked Trump not to come to his funeral already. Which I mean, is, like you're. Uh, can I? He's making plans, right? Just, I'm yeah. Sorry, just really quick. I also don't want Donald Trump to come to my funeral. Can Hell I, no. Do I need to? Yeah. Can I write him a letter? Can I just or? get that on record? Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah, him dying oh God, is we? also symbolic in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like he really is kind of the last statesman of the Republican Party here. Yeah. Can we talk briefly about the kind of the dichotomy of the pearl clutching that happened after the um, the Washington um, 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 press? Fuck, what's it called? The, uh, Michelle Wolf. Oh, the correspondence. Correspondence dinner. dinner. I had press in my head. I couldn't get it out. Yeah. The pearl clutching that happened after that versus somebody who made a shitty joke about like who oh cares what John God. McCain thinks he's dying anyway, and everyone's like, no. Like, well, and it, it is outrageous, honestly. It's... <sighs> but John McCain has taken such a beating, and who would have ever thought... He was similar to Romney, even in the 2008 campaign. I think I think. I John was McCain like, I respect him. President. I think yeah. he fucked up, or his team Palin. fucked up by Palin. I think that... I would... Not that I'm an expert on, on modern politics, but I would argue that opened the door to the sort of Trump era that Absolutely. we're living in now, the cult of personality and, oh, I want Absolutely. somebody I can drink a beer with as opposed to... Cause like, fucking well, and that was wanted... Bush era as well, but uh, in, in a yeah. more performative way. Sarah Palin like, kind of was the real deal. She was what she said she was. Yeah. She was this, you know... She, she here's she's the same now as she was then. She's can just you louder and more. To me, and we're spinning way off track, but I'm okay with it. Can you explain to me really quick how Bristol Palin at all are the still banner holders of abstinence only education? No, I cannot. I cannot explain that. Like that's the thing that I really, uh, tr- okay. I, for my many flaws, I, one thing I always try to do is like, can I honestly see something from this person's point mm-hmm. of view? Yeah. So I will give you like the abortion debate, right? Like, I can at least see where this person is coming from. Right. right. Your opinion is that you're murdering a human. Right. If I believed that, I'd be really alarmed too. Right. I think that you're, you know, I, I think their way of thinking is flawed. So I is, disagree heavily. Is deeply flawed. And I think their, their time and energy is better spent. On uh, almost s- anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, saving children's lives because right. there's so many like food and right. kids in this country. Like what about a- foster children? What yes. about? Yes. Yes. That said, when, <laughs> when you're a proponent of abstinence only education and your kid gets pregnant and you're still like, still works. Right. What still works. Like, right. I just don't, and it then is- it happens again. 
Which one got pregnant? A different one? Same one. Same one. Bristol had oh, a right. few, she's had a few kids and the husband, shockingly, you know, the 18 year old husband did not turn out to be a great guy. I can't believe and it. And it's a, it's a perfect example of like, even teenage pregnancy can ruin somebody's life or totally throw it off track, even if they have crazy means to deal with it. Yeah. She, she had everything and it still is a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know how we got there. John McCain, yeah, <laughs> uh, poor guy. No, so we were talking about um, the embassy in Jerusalem, and yeah, that's a fucking Romney. mess. Yeah, but so that matters, though, right? Like the people that you send to represent the country, yes. it matters because, like you said, it they're representing the country, and if the person you're sending to represent, and not just we're not talking about like the UK or like an easy ally that we have that it's not fraud. Although God, what relationship do we right. have on the international stage that's None. not fraud anymore? But like a Robert Jeffries or Jeffress, don't care how his <laughs> name is, don't at me. This person who has said not just he's not just a homophobe, which he is a homophobe. Mm-hmm. He's not just an asshole, which he is an asshole. He's not just a misogynist, which he is a misogynist. But he is an anti-Semite. I, that's what's incredible and to me. Jerusalem? Yeah. Oh, but John Hagee is the same thing. He is the guy who McCain actually rebuffed his uh, endorsement in 2008. He was like, I endorse you. And a couple days later, however long, John McCain was like, uh, no, thank you. I would actually like to give this back. Because he was the guy who said, well, Hitler was probably, you know, he was sent by God. He said, he quoted, God says in Jeremiah 16, behold, I will bring them the Jewish people again unto their land that I gave to their fathers. I will send for many fishers after which I will send for many hunters and they send and the hunters shall hunt them. That Ah. would be the Jews. Ah. Then God sent a hunter. A hunter is someone who comes with a gun and he forces you. Hitler was a hunter. How has this escaped my purview? Yeah. So, Yikes. and he on was at, he prayed with his eyes closed at the embassy in Jerusalem. Is that meaningful? His eyes closed? No, it's just why do they always pray oh. and with their with their <laughs> eyes closed? So like, <laughs> it's just like just like from a TV perspective, watching somebody with their eyes closed is like I don't want to watch you with your eyes closed. It right. looks weirdly private, and like I don't yeah, want to look it does at feel it. Like yeah. But yes, so he said Hitler was a hunter of Jews um, and that that was basically prophesized by the Bible in Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool. rabbi who was there, uh, Rabbi Yosef, Yitzhak, uh, I'm sorry, Yitzhak Yosef, um, Sephardic uh, chief rabbi of Israel, said in March some bad things about black people. Um, you can't make the blessing on every kushi you see. It's a derogatory uh, Yiddish word for black person. In America, you see one every five minutes. So you make it only on a person with a white father and mother. How, how would you know? Let's say you know. So they had a monkey as a son, a son like this. So you say the blessing on him. This is, these are like the three worst religious figures I, would, I could imagine I would bringing. Three worst they're terrible. Yeah. So this the, this is Holy who shit. Trump sent along with Jared and Ivanka. Okay. So here's the question. I don't believe that 
Trump knows what the fuck's going on in his own house. Right? No, for sure not. So who's making that call? <sighs> you know, that's a good question. Thank you. I. I think that um, he is outsourcing some of these people to uh, these decisions to people like Robert Jeffress mm. because he, the evangelical leadership has his ear in a very real way. And so I think that he said, Jared and Ivanka will go. Obviously, they're the Jews I know closest to me. Um, that counts, right? Um, Steve Mnuchin, because he Cause, wanted yeah. to go on vacation. Um <laughs> And I, I mean, I don't totally know, but I think that he probably kind of let them do it themselves. And so, hey, here's this pastor, here's this guy, and here's this guy. Okay, you guys can go. I don't think he signed off on anything. Probably just just like, that sounds good. I just don't understand the motivation, I guess. If you're a Robert Jeffries or whatever's, (laughs) damn it. RJ. I really second-guessed myself on that one. What is the... What's the gain for you? Why are you going to this thing? Is it to raise your profile? Is it to like give an old fuck you to the entire Middle East because mm-hmm. they're all gonna go to hell? Like, what is like what's your end game? The apocalypse. I forgot about the apocalypse. The end times or the end game, and he thinks that he's helping to usher it in, and also. It, it does serve a political purpose. It makes evangelicals back home in the States happy. They like to see it, which then keeps Trump in power. And Trump, has, they have the ear of the president. And I'm just staring at a bottle of whiskey on that shelf because I am <laughs> bummed the fuck out by this. Wonderful. Um, okay. Anything else you have to say about Jerusalem? Have you solved it yet? Uh, I think you're the one, right? Aren't you coming oh, shit, in? I forgot. Oh, All right, here bad. we are. I no, I, was, I have not, unfortunately. <laughs> I thought I assigned this to you. <laughs> outsourced. <laughs> I outsourced. I mean, that's what Trump did. Yeah, pretty um, much. So I have two more things. <laughs> They're both lighter. Okay. Um, and I'm very excited to, to show this to Anne. So Anne hasn't seen this as far as I've known. So there is a gentleman... Named Reno Amokri, um, at R-E-N-O-O-M-O-K-R-I, on the Twitters. And he tweeted a really chill thing. Oh, no. Dear women. (laughs) I haven't even said anything yet. It doesn't bode well, but okay, go on. God made virgins for husbands, not boyfriends. Keeping your virginity till marriage is the best gift you can give to a husband. A virgin, capital V, is more likely to have a tighter connection with her husband than a loose Oh my god, the clever who has had multiple sex partners. Hashtag Reno's Nuggets. Are you ready to see the picture that he tweeted along with? Hashtag yes I am. What the fuck is that? (laughs) What the fuck is that? Um, It appears to be Yeah, go ahead. Just paint us a word picture, Anne. Um, <laughs> several pieces of... Is that tuna? Uh, I don't know if it's tuna, but it's tuna adjacent. Uh, it's several... What I would call tuna medallions um, <laughs> with... <laughs> labeled one, two, three, four with increasing uh, in diameter holes in them. Uh-huh. And I suppose the first piece of dead fish is the one you want to fuck and the fourth one you know not so much much because that fish has 
had, had sex with a lot of guys. Which, like, I mean, looking in that fish, oh like, my how big God. is this guy think his dick is? Like, that's I, still fine for you. Well, like, if he's... Why did I say that? That was lewd. I'm sorry. I said a lewd I'm thing. pretty sure he started it. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, Anne, let's just have a quick conversation. I like this ratio. 1,700 likes, 6,500 comments. That's, <laughs> that's what you want when you tweet something. Um, let's... Wow. Uh, so, uh, so we're... It's also on a plate that features farm animals, okay? There's a that. duck in the background. <laughs> that poor duck. It's a really cute plate. Um, so, so, Anne, we're <sighs> um, almost 70 minutes into this podcast. Oh, my God, really? Okay, go on. That's not that bad. No, it's fine. Okay. No, it's fine. We have yet to have a feminist rant. I'm ready. So, Here comes oh, Dottie. Dottie. We, we need another lady. Dottie, are you going to come listen to this rant? You pooped earlier in the house. Bad girl. <laughs> Jerk dog. Um, Shitting on the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just have like a soups quick convo about this. Okay. Do, okay. I'm going to give us two topics. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about virginity as a societal concept? Okay. Or um, vaginas and how men think they work? Oh, my God. I don't I know. Mean, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. We can do both. What do you want to talk about? Do you have a preference? virginity as a societal concept. Let's do that. I was leaning toward that as well. Okay. Okay. Because, listen, I mean, what else do we need to say? Oh, actually, you know what? I bet we can knock off the how men think vaginas work. We'll get in there. We'll like, get it there. One, one second. Hey, guys, do you think having sex with multiple partners affects your vagina differently than having sex with the same partner multiple times? Yeah. How it's, do you it's, think physics do? Uh, right. So that's so, all. Yeah. So I think we nailed that one. I, that's it. So virginity is a societal concept. <laughs> Unless you're like truly afraid that another man's penis is going to be that much larger than yours. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know about your vagina, but mine has a memory chip in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. Stop laughing. This is a serious concept, Anne. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you about something very personal. <laughs> your memory chip. <laughs> Okay, so so virginity is a societal concept. So it did not occur to me that virginity wasn't like a real thing until my mid twenties? Question mark. And I think it is a thing that's really uh, really damaging because yes. I, I I can't think of that many other things that we label in that way. Like, you, if you haven't done X, you are this. This is, like, your identity. This is your yeah. identity. And I don't know, like, I'm somebody who lost my virginity a little bit older, and I was mortified if somebody brought it up. Like, I was in college, mm-hmm. which... Oh, my God. And looking back, you're like... <sighs> and also, like, I saved myself so much bad sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, nobody's like, oh, all of my best, best sex was when I was a sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know what? If it was good for you, I'm happy for you. <laughs> there wasn't, though. <laughs> you probably married them, so, oh. you know. Hey. No, it's better. never. Whoever's listening. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I think it's damaging um, because it's shame-based. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's a level of, of shame associated with why you haven't. And I think that goes on both sides of the religious... Uh, wall question mark well right because it's this thing and uh for men and women it's like well for women it goes from a purity 
to shame. Mm-hmm. And for men, it's it's always kind of this like you scallywag until it's shameful. Yes. Like it's been too late, you know? You're trying to lose your virginity before you go to college, just desperately. Well, I mean, Which, God, oh how many fucking like pieces of pop culture? For sure. I mean, that's all of American Pie, right? right. The, yes, to to dig back, Pie, that's bad. what affected. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely, super bad for sure. God, I still like that movie. It's so, so funny. <laughs> no, but I think that that movie, though, pokes fun at that so much more. American well, Pie was like, we got to get fucked American by prom. Whereas, I, yeah, I mean, come on. But I also think Superbad played with male relationships in a way that was really Their sweet. friendship was so much different. It was very It was darling. fun. It wasn't purely competitive, which is, I think, what we saw For American sure. Pie. And they also hey, showed that, I... like, sex for teenagers is awkward and weird and funny and, yeah, bad. it's... And bad. No, nobody has... Has good sex in that movie. Bad. Should I talk more seriously about American Pie as if I'm like some sort of intellectual? Idiot? <laughs> Whatever. I watched everything when I was too young, and it like had an effect on me when I was twelve. Ooh, um, what is the thing that ruined you? What, what movie did you see way too young? Let's do that. All things. I was one of five children. Supervision was. Is she in the house? She must be okay. Wait, you're on the younger end, right? I'm right in the middle. Two oh. older sisters, two younger brothers. Um, but yeah, we were big, I, I mean, and then we also had this local video store mm-hmm. that he would rent us everything, just absolutely anything. I was, I rented The Exorcist when I was like 10 and he was like, okay, seen it's good. Um, <laughs> what did I see that ruined me? I watched The Virgin Suicides when I was like 12, yeah. a lot. And actually, yeah, we'll get, we'll get back to that later. That ruined me. I remember watching that on a sunny day and being like, I don't ever want to go outside again. That explains a lot about your personality. <laughs> really? That I watched The Virgin Suicides? It's too young. Know. Oh God! Yeah, I'll never get it. Why did they do it? I still don't know. Um, what else did I watch when I was too young? I mean, the best example is that my youngest brother. So he had he was 15 years younger than my oldest sister at that point. We, you know, yeah, that makes sense. He was really little and watching the movies that we watched. And so by the time I was. 12, I was watching Braveheart, which meant that he was too. And it was his favorite movie. And he watched it over and over again. Like how little kids watch like Mr. Rogers over and over again. He was like trying to paint his face blue and slaughter people on horseback. (laughs) He also watched The Matrix over and over again. Like that kid. He's, of he's good as an adult. The same way as your brother that, like, I, I mean, that's not a specific thing of, like, watching sure. things over and over, but I watched movies that were, like, not for kids. They weren't necessarily... Braveheart? <laughs> but the movies I've probably seen more than Oh, another. and The Patriot. He had a weird thing for Mel Gibson, I guess. I don't know. Yes. In historical fiction. Is your, is your brother an anti-Semite? No! This was way before. No, he's a good boy. Uh, so the movies I've probably seen more than any other are as follows. True lies. <laughs> First of all, I stand by it. Holds up. <laughs> Why is that funny? It's a good movie. Tom Arnold. Please don't. The first thing you say is Tom Arnold. He was a big oh He was very god. funny. Oh my god. Um, okay, what else did you watch? Batman Forever. Okay, I could stick with that. Yeah. That is definitely a movie I still get drunk with a certain group of friends and sure. demand. <laughs> okay, so you know. Okay, we're you guys. If you want to hear anything, this so, is. I mean, we got to anything substantial. <laughs> just go ahead and turn it off. It's we're over. Done with that portion of it's the over. Um, uh, <laughs> you know how earlier we were deciding where we're gonna have dinner, yeah. and I was afraid of steamrolling you because I'm very yeah. opinionated, and a lot of people are passive, and I'm always afraid. Like, 
I'm fine making the decision, but I don't want you to be secretly like, I didn't want this at all. I didn't like, want all you can eat sushi. Oh God. Who's ever said that? I don't know, buddy. I hope. But the, the times that my steamrolling comes out like in fours is like three to four drinks into an <laughs> evening. And when it's usually with like my friend, Les, have you met my friend Leslie? I don't think she so. was on the, on the podcast. <laughs> I just make people watch things. Oh, I have watched the same documentary about voice actors <laughs> with I Jessica. I mean, okay, the first couple times I was like, tell them how good it is. I mean, it's a must watch. watch Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're definitely gonna watch it tonight. It is called It is called I Know That Voice. And I urge you to watch it. No, people have tweeted at me and emailed me because they can't find it anywhere. Oh my god. There was that weird YouTube link that we streamed one night. But then wait, we gave up and you just bought it. My husband bought it for me for Christmas. Oh, that's sweet. That's great. Well, he said because I kept buying it on Amazon. It's like, <laughs> it's already worth anymore. it. Like, stop paying the $3.99 to rent it and just pay the $15.99 to it's buy it. It's such a good It's movie. great. Watch it because it's like genuinely talented people that you could appreciate if they weren't so thirsty to be appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but, but, like, but they talk out of both sides of their mouth because they talk about how like... Boop it, boop it, boop. <laughs> the guy who does the Forky Pig. You just watch it. It's, it's really so great. Good. And I have watched it personally with Jessica. I mean, I don't know, five to ten times. Yeah. Yeah. In, that, in that neck of the woods. And I'll watch it again. Usually it's like the end of the night, but the other night... The, the other last night, time like, I was like, do you want to watch it? You're like, it's 8 p.m. <laughs> Are we getting into this this early? I was like, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, I thought this is our nightcap. I want to watch it right now. Should we just uh, stop this podcast and watch it? Yeah, I'm okay. sorry, guys. We've got to go. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, Christ, what was I talking... Oh, so I steamrolled people, so I've made yeah. a lot of people watch Batman forever as yeah. an adult. And guess what? It's still fucking old. <laughs> Great. Um, I've seen Clue a million times, Young Frankenstein yes. a million times. Mm-hmm. But, like, I didn't watch... Children- I mean, that's not true. I did watch children's movie frequently. I just watched watched as much as I could of anything. Just constantly. Yeah. Constantly, constantly, constantly. Did you watch Who Framed, Who Framed Roger Rabbit as yes. a kid? Oh Did yeah, the end ruin your childhood. I don't even really remember the end. I okay, true story. My brother and I got. I can't even remember. I was young enough that I could still fit under. See that end table that's over by my yeah. by my couch. I could fit under that. Kind of a standard size. Yeah, yeah. It's like standard end table size. That literal exact end table used to be in my house growing okay. up. Okay, and I would hide under there. For the end? For the end of it. Oh, wait, he melts, right? He does melt. Okay. And then he, like, comes back as a cartoon. So I'd hide under there, and if that wasn't safe enough, <laughs> oh. I would go, like, our, we had, like, living room, family room kind of thing, and there was a fireplace in between them. Um, and so I would go on the other side and hide between that end table. Oh, you were going to be safe. It's like the <laughs> 50s atom bomb drills. You're like, <laughs> the desks will save us. I just my hands over my neck and, like, Hope that Christopher Lloyd doesn't get me. Hope that Sputnik is just for looks. God, we're getting back there soon, huh? Sputnik? I think so. I mean, do you think they're going to start making, like, bomb-proof desks for kids? Is that our net, like, nuclear threats seem really close, don't they? Don't worry. He's got it under control. Jesus, deal maker. Um, Okay. (laughs) One last thing, and then we have to stop. We've got to stop because we have another podcast to do. So if you're into this you kind of mood, oh yeah, just you, keep continuing because I'm pretty sure it's going to escalate yeah, when we start talking about better. children's favorites. Oh my god, this is going to be 
and how Excellent. Little House on the Prairie informed yeah, y'all, a lot. Like you need to donate a dollar to our Patreon Come on. to listen to this shit show. That's if you've made it down. this far, you're clearly interested in us. Like all the people who tweet at me, like I want to be your friend, Jess. Yeah, this is how you. Do <laughs> this is how you do it. This Give her money. <laughs> Give no, her but, money and she'll invite you over to I, have like, wine. I cannot stress enough that, like, the, I'm, I'm not doing a character. I don't do a bit. No, this is really Jessica. <laughs> this is it. Time. And it's so great. Well, and I mean, Jessica and I talk pretty much every day and mm-hmm. I still listen to the podcast almost every week. That, the feeling when people text me that, like, people I know mm-hmm. text me that they listen to the podcast. <sighs> what is the emotion I feel? It's flattered and horrified <laughs> it's like a combination thereof of like oh she my shouldn't god. be well i mean it's it's very much like oh my god you value what i have to say or what have yeah. i said enough that like you're willing to listen or you find me entertaining or whatever but there's also this like existential crisis like oh god i said that dumb joke well and and also i think None there, of your there's, jokes are they're literally all dumb that's all i do um there's also this sense of you forget that people can are listening to you. Yeah. Um, I tend to be, like I said, like I tell like secrets on this for no specific reason. Nobody asks me. I'm just like, well, cause right now we're just in your kitchen. We're just in my and kitchen. And you've done this more than 200 times. Yes. Actually, you know what today is? Um, the, what's it? 2018. Mm-hmm. This is the sixth year anniversary of me joining the Friendly Atheist podcast. Wow, family. happy anniversary. Thank you. The podcast didn't start till later, but right. I started as a blogger um, six years ago. That's so which, crazy. Honestly, like in a very, and I should it's be saying this to Hammond, but Hammond's not sentimental. It, I think cha- I think this, the Friendly Atheist changed my life in really the most significant way of any other job. Hmm. Yeah. Because were it not... I can see that, absolutely. Because I started writing for the blog when I was working for the Tribune. And, mm-hmm. like, thank God I was because I was not making ends. I was making $12 an hour at the Trib. Yeah, God, Living in that. Chicago. I can't believe that. Not making... Like, not even barely making ends meet. Not making ends meet. Right. Um, like, I'm still paying off credit card debt to this day mm-hmm. because I needed to eat... $12 an hour. I needed hour. to eat every yeah. day like an asshole. <laughs> But I would get, you know, a few hundred bucks in through the blog, through this. And then that's how I got the job at, I'm going to say Brafton. I've never said the name of the company. Yeah, that's where you work. As if Jessica's, like, not on LinkedIn or something. <laughs> that's actually an excellent point. Um, yeah, we work Braf- together at Brafton. Yeah, that's where, so it's a content mar- marketing agency. It's not slanderous. We found each other. So, you know, find, there you go. I mean, I, I yeah, lots of, of friends, friends from Brafton. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good um, people. My friend Eric was on this show mm-hmm. um, talking about he grew up in a cult. You know oh, my God. It, yeah. It's an amazing. Fascinating. God, that's probably two years old now. Um, Such a good backstory. But but I wouldn't have gotten the job at Brafton because I got a job as a quote unquote professional writer. Mm-hmm. And the Friendly Atheist was my only quote unquote professional writing experience. And that's... Got uh, you into a whole different field than me, you would have been I in. I would not be where I am. I certainly, like, yeah, there, have been, there have been bumps in the road, to be sure, but I'm grateful for where I am, and I'm grateful that I... God, I love doing this show so much. I'm so glad, and you're good at it, and you can so tell sweet. that you just have fun on it, and that you really enjoy it. I do. So. It's a lot of fun. Ugh, we got sentimental. Do you want to talk about how somebody tried to prove an angel exists? To no, close out the show? honestly, maybe not. Yes. Just really quick. So, yes. So you know there's like Good security too. cameras that people put in the front doors now? Uh, like it's a doorbell, but it's also a camera? Sure. Um, somebody's took a picture of a moth 
And everyone's oh. like, cool, we, we proved, we proved oh. angels. <laughs> so they sh- just oh, really Oh, cutie. Okay. I'm not going to read this whole thing. Look how long it is. Wow. See this whole paragraph? You have like eight bullet points on angels. Okay, well, it's one bullet point. It's two bullet points, but it's They're really long. very long. Sure. Um, but literally, it's like, we've studied the photo. From, this is, Okay. This is from Jordan Rivers, a church in East Jordan, which is in... Fuck, I did not write All this these down. biblical names. Right. Yeah. But basically, so basically, they're like, it's an angel. And everyone's like, no, it's definitely a moth. And it's this, a moth. Which is, like, fine. Like, if you don't think it's an angel, it's fine. <laughs> you can still believe. You don't need a picture. But um, Pastor uh, Danielle, D-E-N-E-I-L-L-E, Mose. M-O-E-S? Wow. Really not great with names today, Jessica. Not nailing. We studied the photo from all possibilities. This, quote, being is behind the truck with translucent wings. We checked the temp at 12.49 a.m. for this location. 46 degrees was predicted. Blah, blah, blah. Models don't happen. And this... So we're at the end. So that that I got to hear. And so going down to the end. um, So... That's the last of the scientific research. Our conclusion remains the same. Angel. That's it. <laughs> we did science. Oh, my God. Like, I think I, I get singularly frustrated <laughs> when people use, people reject all science, but then when they try to prove something like they this. They use science. They use science. Right. And they're like, or like if it's based on seriously? Right. If it's based on faith, then why do you need a photo? Yeah, I don't understand that either. It's like they they want to just finally be like, gotcha, we did it. See, angels. You're like, but it's a moth. And that's seriously and like, funny, it's okay. and it's fine. Who hasn't looked at a picture with a weird orbit, and you're like, but maybe there are oh ghosts. Oh, my God, the conversations Anne and I have had about aliens are... <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> okay, she's more excited. Okay, do you remember when... <laughs> Nobody like remembers nine, because Trump took over everything. Yeah, like nine months ago, the government was like, yeah, we talk about UFOs. And Anne lost her mind... <laughs> I have been a believer for a long time, but it's not belief. There has been evidence for a very long time. And, uh, you know, the U.S. government finally declassified it. The Pentagon declassified that they've had a program, a UFO program. And they found was they found flying objects that have not necessarily been identified. Yeah, UFOs. But yes, but like the when you say UFO without any context, it's like, well, it's aliens. An unidentified flying object. Right. Right. They're not man-made. Okay, but the point is, I was like, I mean, I'm not, you can't fight with facts, Jess, so you're fighting. This is the first time we've had I am sitting here being right. I feel like I just shout into the void of, you know what? You guys can look it up. There are several videos that have been released. They declassified some of them in December. I sound crazy. In December, and then in March, they declassified another. All right, you know what? If anybody else had been president, everybody would have been enthralled by this story. But instead, it was like, la, la, la. Trump tweeted that he was going to, you know, nuke North Korea. Yeah, so, so we that- lost sight of the fact that the Pentagon released papers that says, hey, UFOs, and there are videos, and, you know. But, like, UFOs don't equal aliens. Jessica, right? look into it. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. Uh, friends, yeah. you've just listened to me. I think I sound like a pretty logical person. 
I also am a journalist. I don't do stuff just based so, off fact. I'm not saying like, well, they're from this planet and they're here for this and blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know what they are, but people for years have just been like, there's nothing there to it. Ha, ha, ha. Just look. So read about it. The last there, time we've read had about it. this literal exact conversation, yeah. which we've had four times, here's what we landed on. And I thought that was extreme. It was extremely interesting where we landed. Mm-hmm. So I'm approaching it as a skeptic and you're approaching it as a journalist. Yeah. And so. Oh yeah. I forgot this. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's. It's like, okay, well, let's look at all the facts and what's the most, like, what's the most likely outcome and like, what is really happening here that is pointing in the directions? Whereas Anne comes to it as like, what's the story? Like, Uh, I think I would say it's more like, but what if, like, let's follow it to the end. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That that was much better. Yeah. I want to follow it to the end. Yeah. For me, I'm not going to like try to find all these facts to line up in a way that I want them to, because that's not how I look at the world. I I don't do that either. I want to be very clear about that. You're right. That was not well put. Can you put it better than I did? Um, You're following the story. Yeah. I'm following the story. I'm following where it leads and it's leading to really compelling places and I'm not crazy. And if you read the New York Times and believe their investigative journalism, you should believe this too. And same thing with the Washington Post. And it actually doesn't take too much investigative journalism because the Department of Defense released it. They released videos, they released documents, and it's not even close to the first country that's done so. Right. And and my thing is like, okay, what's the most, like, given that at face value without me digging into it because it's not an interest of mine, it's it's an interest of yours. Mm -hmm. To me, I look at that, I'm like, okay, what's more likely? It's an alien thing Mm -hmm. that countries are covering up or somebody built a dumb thing and they don't know what it is. Like to me, Have you watched the videos? No, I don't care. Okay. Well, but you I mean, really should. No, I'm absolutely I'm being very sincere. It's, I don't like it's We're going to watch it after no, this. It's 30 seconds about, long. We have to talk about Lost in Do you see friends how Jessica puts her head in the sand? How dare you? It's a 30 second video. Okay, that no, no. is really compelling and I think that you should watch it. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, I'll watch it, but like I am just saying it takes, for me, mm-hmm. it takes a big fucking amount of evidence to be like, okay, this is a I think that thing. you should look at the evidence. I think that you will be compelled. Okay. It's an interesting thing to keep following. That's what I'll say. I'm not saying there are little green men, but, um, but there's, there's an entire Department of Defense initiative that's based on looking at this. If it were created by Russians, then wouldn't that just be in their uh, counterintelligence unit? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would... Oh my God, we're, now we're talking about UFOs. Oh, Jesus. Okay, um, <laughs> we've had 90 minutes. We have to stop this We've got to stop. We've got to stop. Um, it's evidence. Just just go look at it, guys. I'm not telling you what it is, but just go look at what it. what is um, a happy thing that happened to you this week? Oh, um, I'm hanging out with you. That was going to be my happy Yeah, thing. it was the first thing that came to mind, but it's very true. I'm happy to be here. Uh, yeah, I think we've both been looking forward to that. I yeah. Because now that I live in the Burbs, it takes a minute for... Yeah, to, it takes a little more be, effort. Yeah, yeah, we used to be an Uber mm-hmm. Uber away or a train and a walk or yeah. whatever. Um, so I'm glad we're... Too. And I like that we both like, like, well, yeah, let's have a sleepover. And it was much easier when I was fun employed. And we could be like, Tuesday night, perfect. <laughs> do I have anything going on in my life? I do not. Come on over. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm really glad you can great. make it up for this. I'm glad we had dinner. Me too. This is fun. fun. And I, these, I always enjoy having you on the show. Obviously, I I think, and I've talked about this a lot, because the, the Fables podcast, which is the mm-hmm. spinoff of this, um, it feels more personal, because, like, Hammett and I are friends, 
Don't tell him that. He doesn't have any <laughs> friends. But, like, we were colleagues first and happened to, like, have a good dynamic, I think, between us. But it, it feels very personal to say, like, hey, here's a person I love and respect and, like, I want to share them with this listening audience. And it kind of feels a little, like... It's nice. Like, you guys better like her. I hope you, <laughs> you know? do. Oh, also, last time Anne was on the show, we got many complaints about our voices. So, like... Was, were there multiple? Uh, I mean, it, it probably wasn't that many, but it was enough that it I It feels talk, bad, that that's for sure. <laughs> did you? Oh, God. Of course I did. I'm really insecure. I mean, it's... There have been a lot. So if you follow me on Twitter, uh, every time somebody says something like particularly shitty to me or about me. Drag them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I usually don't give their name or whatever, but like I always broadcast it because myself and we're we're in a Facebook group with some other um, lady podcasters who just just people love to point out the things they don't like about women in general, women podcasters in particular. Yes. There have been many... Women's voices in public spaces. Yes. There have been many people who say, who have, you know, they leave the comment on our podcast, which I, which I co-host. I need to be really clear about this. I'm not like Hemant's sidekick. Well, you're not like me, who I'm coming in and I'm like, hey, yeah, like this. this, They treat you like, yes, this would not have started with that. I was the one who started this podcast because it was something I really wanted to do. Um, There you go. But generally, when people give us feedback, it's directed to him and at me. It's so bizarre, like 50s, like keep your woman talking to your husband about you. No, it really like there's. Her behavior. It'll literally say, was, like, Hemant, you need to tell Jessica uh-huh. to do X, Y, Z. And, like, and I'm, and, and I have talked a lot about being a woman on the internet and, and what that means and what you have to sort of accept when you do it. You're far better at it than I do. I honestly just dodge it. It's, t- I mean, it, but it, what did I say? I've been doing this for six years. Mm-hmm. People have been saying shit. Yeah, you're way more, yeah. You've and, and built up I was, armor. You know, 26, I guess. So, like, I used to take it sur- sur- super personally, mm-hmm. and I still read every comment, despite him and, and my husband being like, maybe don't. I'm yeah, like, maybe don't. Or I'll read everything anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I don't know. It's, um, I think because I do want to be somewhat open to criticism, if criticism is valid, valid right. or interesting, I, uh, a while ago, and I think I've emailed with this woman or tweeted with her since of like, I had said something about pro-lifers, pro-lifers, and she's like, you should really say um, anti-choice or mm-hmm. pro, uh, anti-abortion because pro-life is a misnomer. And it's, sure. And she was 100% right. And I bristled at it at first because I'm very sensitive and delicate, you know? Getting criticism is hard. Yeah, yeah it sucks. It's the worst. I get it <laughs> I can't believe that you look at all of them. I don't know. I ha- it's, it's honestly, you know, it's the same thing as I gave blood the other week. Hero. And they, they always thank you for acknowledging that I'm a hero. Mm-hmm. I did get a two juice boxes because I almost passed out. I get dizzy spells. Um, but I because I'm dainty, dainty lady. Um, but when they're like, if you don't, you know, if you want to, this is the time you have to look away. And I have to look when the oh, needle goes wow. in. Okay. I feel it's kind of the same thing. Like I need to be, I would rather be aware of what's going on. Okay. Of that, the bad things a, that are happening yeah, to me analogy. than like get blindsided by yeah. them, right? I get that. Yeah. I look away. So, <laughs> it's <a> perfect. <laughs> um, okay, Anne, where uh, where can we find you on the internet? 
Um, at Anne Bolano, A-N-N-E-B-O-U-L-E-A-N-U. But if you talk to Anne, like tag me in there because I have to like G-chat her that somebody's talking yeah, about Yeah, immediately. Because I just stopped going on. I At one point, it was it's the Trump administration. I just started dreaming in tweet scrolls and I was like, that's it. And so I deleted it from my phone and so I only go on sporadically that you guys really needed to hear that. But... <laughs> So um, yeah, Jessica keeps me updated on Twitter. Just when it's about me and you. <laughs> I don't care about anything Otherwise, else. who cares? Um, well, I showed you that tweet about the tuna. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Virgin you can, tuna. You can uh, find me at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Um, you can email us if you have questions, concerned. you want us to talk about you on the air, email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you're listening to and want to support us, we um, it means... A whole lot to us. If you do that, you can go to um, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Um, our new uh, Patreon goals are up. Have you heard about these? No. You don't listen last week then, huh? Sorry. I know you guys are doing a live show. I'm totally. Is that kidding. what it is? Yeah. So the first oh, one. Oh, guess who listened? Well, I tweeted about it like four times. I don't go on Twitter. Per- established moments ago. <laughs> God. Are we fighting now? I think we might I think be. We're fighting. Okay. Well. Do you want to go watch I Know That Voice? It's ugly on the air. I think we've got to. Yeah, we've got to go. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to... Uh, so if we... Our next goal is that we'll uh, transcribe the, the episodes, which sounds like a crazy thing for somebody to have to do because I listen to myself talk. I'm like, it's barely English. Um, <laughs> and then the, the stretch goal is doing a live show in Chicago, which I'm like... So at, cool. At once thrilled and horrified about. I, yeah, I get that. I mean, I'm going to say if we do that, 90% of the crowd would be like my friends and family. That's fine. Exactly. I'll be there. I yeah. Guess, I guess that's a, that was like my stand-up comedy career. <laughs> like, hey, are you doing anything at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to come? Do you want to do $8 to see deeply mediocre comedy? <laughs> All the white dudes are going to make Tinder jokes. <laughs> Oh, that was God. my life. Um, so, yeah, email us, friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm sorry, this, we really meant to do a short episode. It's been much longer. It's like 90 minutes. Help us. Um, help you, actually. Okay. <laughs> thank you for listening, you guys. Um, next week, either we'll have a um, an interview up, because Hammond will still be out of the country, or... I may find another guest host, or maybe I can get Anne to come back out. Who fucking knows? We might be still fighting. (laughs) (laughs) We're fighting now. Um, Thank you guys for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.